This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Right here on the BeckQL Network, Joe O, Joe G, Aaron Hawksworth with you on a Monday, presented, of course, by BetMGM. The call there, of course, from the Texans at Colts game yesterday, Texans win, and that means the Bears have the number one pick. Let's talk about that and the upcoming postseason here at Brad Spielberger, Pro Football Focus. He's joining us on the GetMyPhoenix.com guest line, the Phoenix, a revolutionary technology, helping men all across America get back to their best in the bedroom. Visit GetMyPhoenix.com. To learn more, Brad, um, how much do you think the Texans cost themselves yesterday by doing that in terms of the player they could have taken? Bryce Young maybe is going to be that guy or just, you know, maybe the capital they could have received if they didn't want to take a quarterback. It it feels like a monumental win for them uh, heading into the NFL draft season. Yeah, it's massive. It cannot be understated. I mean, you look at the New York Jets a couple of years ago, winning a couple late games and ending up with Zach Wilson instead of Trevor Lawrence. So there's an example, you know, in recent history where it made a monumental difference, like you mentioned. I also think in particular the fact that the Indianapolis Colts in their division, the AFC South, picking fourth, you know, if they do want Bryce Young and love him, they may need to trade from two to one to prevent the Colts going from four to one. I'm sure the Bears will at least convince them of that, whether it's true or not. Two years of Justin Fields' rookie contract is gone. Do you entertain the idea of going quarterback? This regime did not draft Justin Fields. Should they uh, do their due diligence, entertain that idea of maybe drafting quarterback number one overall in trading fields? You have to. You, you really do. And I would say twofold. First, you legitimately have to look into it and consider it because restarting that rookie contract window is a big deal. I mean, this team is still two years away on the rest of the roster, right? And so you're going into Fields' third season. You'd have to pick up his fifth-year option hypothetically after next year, and you'd kind of already be out of those cheap years, whereas you could reset that window, get a Bryce Young in there, probably get a first-round pick and more for Justin Fields, spend a ton of money in free agencies you're going to have to do regardless, I'm going to kind of start over. But then secondly, even if you don't want to do that, you have to convince everyone you're going to. I mentioned this last night on our show, but Washington Commanders a couple of years ago when they took Chase Young, there was Miami and Los Angeles sitting there at 5-6. and six. There was Tua Tagovailoa and Justin Herbert kind of known to be right behind Joe Burrow. We knew those teams needed quarterback. And Washington basically just said, we're taking Chase Young. We have no interest in quarterback. And so you get no trade-up potential. Those teams don't call you. You have to at least convince everyone else that you are looking into it to boost that value even more. 
And here Washington is still no quarterback. <laughs> Maybe it's Sam exactly. Howell's season, but oh my gosh, what a disaster. While we're talking about quarterbacks and contracts, I have to ask you about Lamar. Do you think he will play? Will we see him in the playoffs? Is this contract related or is it his knee? Um, the Ravens six and a half point dogs at the Bengals. What is your assessment of this whole situation? It seems rather complicated. Rapport was on NFL Network on Friday talking about how it was supposed to be a three to four week injury. It's now been five weeks and there are still people in that building that aren't sure if he's going to play in this playoff game. So look, I, before I get into the contract piece of it, which I do think is maybe a variable, you know, it's different when Tom Brady has a PCL injury and Lamar Jackson has a PCL injury, obviously, you know, he, he needs to be fully healthy to be able to play his style of football. But yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, He's showing his value in a, in a way by not being there, right? By saying, hey, good luck. Go out there and try and win football games with my backups. Good luck scoring 14 points, uh, you know, with, with my backups in this game. And so, you know, if it is the case, I don't think you can be that mad at him. I mean, he's protecting his health. He's looking out for himself this offseason, and he has every right to. Brad, let's look forward to some of these wild card games here. And we'll start with the one with the shortest spread, and that is the Chargers and the Jaguars sitting about one and a half right now. Uh, first, do you think Brandon Staley made the wrong decision yesterday? I mean, he made the points. People have to play, right? There's 48 players. Like, he can't sit everybody. The Giants, the Giants pulled it off yesterday, right? They didn't play their quarterback. They didn't play Saquon Barkley. They may have dodged a bullet with Mike Williams, but what do you think about the uh, Chargers playing and now have to go on a short week again on the road uh, in Jacksonville on Saturday? say was I actually was at the game in Philly uh I think I saw your name Joe I, I saw 94 WIP uh when I was in the, <laughs> in the stand yeah. But yeah like that was a silly excuse from Brandon Staley that it's hard to not play like come on and also you know guys that already dealt with injuries this season like a Mike Williams a guy who plays a physical brand of football that is going to expose him to injury at any moment um, I think that was crazy for him to do that. You know you need to get healthy for this game. Like you said, it's now a Saturday night football game across the entire country. And we've also seen this offense when they're not at full speed and don't have all their receivers. So, you know, I, I really think that was kind of a crazy approach for him to go in this game. I get you want the reps and you want to get chemistry and all those things, but health matters first and foremost. But nevertheless, you know, I know these teams played already this season, and Jacksonville kind of beat the brakes off the, the Los Angeles Chargers in L.A., but that was a different Chargers roster. That was like right when all their injuries were happening, and I think now they're playing great football, peaking at the right time. I like them in this matchup because the Jaguars have a good run defense. You saw it against Derrick Henry. I mean, he was, you know, getting one or two yard on all those first down runs. They really are stout up front. Um, but you can throw on them. And the Chargers don't run the football. They have the you know the fewest rushing attempts in the NFL, and they obviously sling it all over the yard. So uh, I like the matchup there. I like the over in that game, and I think the Chargers still do get it done. Um, but, yeah, risk, risking those injuries was just not the right decision. Uh, staying in the AFC on Sunday, uh, the number of BetMGM is Bills minus 11 versus the Dolphins. Uh, we get to see this for a third time this season. Some spots have a 10.5 at the moment, total of 44. This line, is it telling you chance of Tua, either Tua or Teddy? What is it if it's Thompson? 
Yeah, you know, I, I think this line is Teddy with a hedge. Like, I think it genuinely is. We think Teddy Bridgewater is going to play, but we're going to, like, leave the possibility open that maybe it is to attack by Lois. So we're not going to get into 13, 13 and a half, 14, and get this really, really big spread. I mean, I, I think this is going to be an ugly game if it's not to attack Vailoa. I, I, again, like the over here, 44 is really low. I think Miami will find a way to score a little bit. But, you know, I think Buffalo would run the score up. But, you know, two or three concussions in one year, two of them in very close proximity, obviously, as we all know, in like a five-day stretch. I think it's possible he does not play in this game. I'm sure he's pushing to. I'm sure he's trying to get on the field. And I think it's their job to protect him from himself in this situation. But, yeah, that's that spread. If it does come out that ultimately it is, you know, seventh-round rookie Skylar Thompson, I think it's pushing out to close to two touchdowns. Cowboys at Bucks. Cowboys three-point favorites. Dak looked horrendous yesterday. Does that concern you? Uh, what do you like in this matchup, the total 44-and-a-half? Yeah, it was concerning because they were trying to win that game. And he goes 14 of 37 for 128 yards, just really ugly. The running game was also abysmal. 26 rushes for 64 yards, 2.45 yards per carry. Didn't matter who it was, Pollard, Zeke, you know, Malik Davis, you name it. They couldn't do anything. And so, look, the Buccaneers are not a good football team, but, but like, they're, they're going to win this game. You know, like, it's just you look at it and you say, you know, it's a Cowboys team that's kind of faltering at the wrong moments. I think Mark McCarthy genuinely has to win this football game to keep his job. I believe that. And I think that pressure could lead to some mistakes and could lead to, you know, just playing tight kind of like they did last year against the San Francisco 49ers. So the, the, the Bucks getting healthy, if they get center Ryan Jensen back, that would be massive for this game. That would change their run game entirely, which has been awful all season. You know, he brings that nastiness and edge up front that helps them establish a push and be able to get a couple yard, more yards per carry. But it just it's, it's a scary matchup for Dallas. It really is. And I think, you know, end of the day, it's Tom Brady. They're playing better. I, I already bet the, uh, the Buccaneers plus three. I hate it. I don't think the Buccaneers are even good, but I, I just I just see them winning this game. Well, speaking of other teams that people might not think are good, but they're going to play each other this weekend, the Giants and the Vikings. Uh, another three-point number here in the NFC. This might end up being the most entertaining game of the weekend. They played a couple weeks ago on Christmas Eve. Very entertaining game. And all the Vikings games, unless they get blown out, they're usually kind of wild and wacky. What do you think here? Giants getting three in Minnesota a place they went and nearly won a couple weeks ago. They covered three and a half a couple weeks ago, and that was when Vikings right tackle Brian O'Neill, probably a top five right tackle in the NFL, was playing. He's now not going to be in this game. And you look at maybe one of the biggest mismatches in the entire wild card round. It is Leonard Williams and Dexter Lawrence on the interior for the Giants against a very shaky interior offensive line for Minnesota. Then you add in the Brian O'Neill injury. I think they're legitimately in trouble. They also get a, you know, a pseudo buy, as we mentioned. They did not play a lot of their guys. You know, get a Dory Jackson some more rest. And look, Justin Jefferson is, you know, Dory Jackson's a really good player. I think he'll limit him to a degree. I'm not saying he's going to shut down Justin Jefferson, but a huge guy for the Giants to get back in this game. And, yeah, they have the highest blitz rate in the NFL. Kirk Cousins has always struggled against pressure and against the blitz. I mentioned the injuries. This is big-time upset alert for the New York Giants here in Minnesota. All right, the, uh, we haven't touched on the first playoff game of uh, Saturday, and that is Seattle and San Francisco. Man, the betting market just moved to 10.5. Brock Purdy favored by 10.5 in his uh, very first playoff game, total 43.5. We get this one for the third time. What do you think? 
Yeah, I know it sounds crazy to have Brock Purdy as a double-digit favorite in a playoff game, but I mean, hey, they just keep winning games by you know two scores, and and I think here. I like the over again. I know I've said it a couple times now, but I know it's down to 42 and a half. And, and look, the, the Seahawks are 25th in EPA per rush allowed. I think this. I think that uh, 49ers are going to be able to run the ball very, very effectively. Seattle lost Jordan Brooks, their first-round linebacker, out for the year, I believe. If not, definitely going to miss this game. Uh, and so I think they're going to run all over them. And then because it's that massive spread, because we expect Seattle to be down, I don't think they're going to try to establish the run against the Niners defense, that second knee paper play allowed against the rush. They're going to have to throw. And you have Tyler Lackett back, had the touchdown yesterday, played well, looked healthier. Him and DK Metcalf against, you know, Traverius Ward's good, but there are some susceptible players in that Niners secondary if Geno can have enough time and his offensive line can hold up, which is kind of a big if, and they're going to be playing from behind and throwing downfield, trying to come back in this game. So, yeah, I would lean towards the 49ers, as crazy as it sounds with that big spread. But my play here is, you know, bet on over 42.5, bet on the Niners getting up early, and Seattle kind of throwing their way back into it and hitting that over. What's been your assessment of what's going on with Sean Payton? Uh, we know he's been talking to the Broncos. Sean McVay could be leaving. Uh, Lavi Smith fired. So many uh, opportunities, perhaps, for him to get back into the NFL. Where do you think he could end up, if anywhere? Yeah, so I would say, before we even get into the teams that are already available, the Dallas Cowboys and the Los Angeles Chargers need to win their first-round playoff games. I, I genuinely believe that. I'm not even saying it's fair that, you know, I agree with that. I'm not even getting into that, but I think it's true. I think if they either of those teams lose in the first round, those coaches are not safe in any way, shape, or form. So I'm, I'm imagining he would rather go to Dallas or to the Los Angeles Chargers with Justin Herbert uh, than any of the current openings, especially the Denver Broncos included. But Let's say it even is Denver. I mean, look, you get this reclamation project. You do have a talented roster. You have the richest owners in the NFL by a wide margin. And I think all that would become attractive to Sean Payton. I'm sure he's looking for $20, $25 million a year on that Bill Belichick scale. And in my opinion, he's worth it. I would give up a first-round pick and pay him that much money. I think he is that good of a, of a head coach. But, yeah, as of right now, the openings we already have, you know, Carolina, Houston, Indianapolis – I don't know if he wants to go to any of those places. I think he wants to walk in to an established situation, you know, kind of like a lot of trades in the past with John Gruden and, you know, all these coaches we've seen get moved, Pete Carroll and, or excuse me, uh, Bill Parcells, Bill Belichick, all those guys that kind of walked into a good situation. I'm guessing that's what he's trying to do as well. Uh, Brad, last year we had two four seeds in the Super Bowl. I don't think that's going to happen this year. I'm I'm expecting <laughs> Eagles, Niners, Bills, Chiefs in the title games. But if someone's going to upset all this and change, you know, who's the team? Give us a team or two. If it's not one two versus one two on title game weekend, who's in there? Yeah, I agree with you. That's probably where I would lean. But I, I do think Tampa is interesting. They're ten to one right now to win the NFC. Again, I I know I've now said multiple times I don't think they're a good football team, but. They're getting healthy at the right time. They're playing much better. Tom Brady, when he has time, you know, obviously is Tom Brady, but also his 2.33 average time to throw is the fastest in the NFL. So he can mitigate the opposing pass rush of other teams better than, you know, any quarterback in the NFL. And they're just, you know, their defense is solid, also getting healthy, be able to generate some pressure up front on the interior where they get a healthy Vita Vea next to Akeem Hicks. So they're the one in the NFC that I do think could kind of get hot and, and cause some issues. As for the, the other side, you know, I would guess the Chargers, if healthy, they're playing really good football quietly on both sides of the ball right now. 
Um, the defense has gotten much, much better. You get Joey Bosa back, and imagine them with a lead in a playoff game, and you have Joey Bosa and Khalil Mack teeing off on the opponent. I mean, good luck. So um, those are the two teams that I think if they get hot, they could be you know playing on you know a conference championship weekend or maybe even in the Super Bowl. Great stuff, Brad. We always appreciate you hopping on. We'll check in again next week. Brad Spielberger, Pro Football Focus on the GetMyPhoenix.com. Guess on the Phoenix, a revolutionary technology, helping men all across America get back to their best in the bedroom. Visit GetMyPhoenix.com to learn more. On the other side, we'll dive into the NFC side of Wild Card Weekend right here on the Becky Wall Network.